0: Morphin Legacy presents The Grid.
1: This is shatteray 22 Vice President of MorphinLegacy.com, Welcome you to another grid retrospective where we'll be reviewing Bower Rangers Lightspeed Rescue. Joining me in this retrospective is Austin. Hi. And Amber. Hi. So how this will work is the three of us will roundtable discuss the characters, our favorite and least favorite aspects of the season, and then wrap up discussion by giving our overall thoughts and comparing it to other seasons. so with that, let's go ahead and get this shit started. Alrighty, so on to the plot synopsis. A mustachey sea captain recruits four diverse rescue heroes and his daughter to fight evil demons from building a palace on their hometown, Mariner Bay. I'm on the corner of Mariner Bay and Reefside. Oh god, don't get me started on that. Alrighty, so let's move on to the characters. Up first is Carter Grayson, the Red Lightspeed Ranger. Red Ranger, rescue Red. Carter was a firefighter before joining Lightspeed Rescue, who was inspired to become one after he was rescued by one. As a child, the firefighter would later to be revealed to have been Captain Mitchell, which I believe was handled really well, because there's little foreshadowy moments here and there until it's revealed. I think it was handled well. I mean, it's kind of obvious. Well, it's obvious, but it's not coming out of nowhere. It wasn't revealed too early. It was good. I feel like I hallucinated it. I thought it was revealed immediately. Yeah, it was not revealed till episode 18, I
0: think. Something like that.
1: But I think you got that because there was an episode where Carter talks about him being inspired by this firefighter and they show a flashback and you can kind of tell it's Captain Mitchell because you hear the voice.
0: At least it wasn't like a misdirect kind of twist where they use someone else's voice. That shit's stupid.
1: I agree. Carter is the definition of American icon. He's tall. He's attractive. He's white. Probably loves his mother. Diet probably consists of cheeseburgers and apple pies. He's just a good old boy that loves his country. Because you can only be an American icon
0: if you are white right
1: when Republicans think of the good old American boy, Carter Grayson is probably what they think of.
0: They think of straight people. He's bisexual because all Power Rangers characters are bisexual.
1: Unless proven otherwise. Also, Carter's kind of a tight ass at the beginning of the season. He never takes the day off. However, he would eventually take it easy after Captain Mitchell tells him to lighten up.
2: Definitely gross. I'll be back to it. Definitely like it better than I thought I did.
1: He's also a badass too. Fucking pew-pewing the super demon diabolic Cornelipius with his two blast that takes fucking guts. Also, Austin, I noticed he did this, but I will say it anyway. His battleizer fucking sucks. I saw you take those notes off my
0: list. But don't try it. Go fuck yourself. How about that? He's
2: not wrong though.
0: Both of y'all could fuck off. There are way worse battleizers. Are there worse ones though? It's a fucking bike. You're a fucking bike. Tell me a battleizer that is worse. Honestly, the space one is worse than this one.
1: To be fair, that was the first ever battleizer, so it kind of gets some slack. I do not. Mm, okay.
0: The foam muscle sis? No.
1: Alrighty, so moving on to Chad Lee, the blue light speed ranger. Ooh, right,
0: right, right. He had a last name.
1: They all have last names. Are the opening credits? Oh. You're too busy jamming to the theme song to read
0: the opening credits. Oh my God. We'll get to that. All right. So
1: Chad worked
0: at SeaWorld. This was before Blackfish came out. So I'll allow it.
1: Okay. Before joining Lightspeed Rescue and is chosen for his diving skills, which he uses in certain situations, like in ocean blue where he's chosen to fix some faulty wiring outside the aqua base.
0: Was that the episode with Serena? Marina. You know what the name is? Yeah, but now I just say it to piss you off.
1: So Chad is also a skilled martial artist being trained by Mr. Tamashiro, who dreamed he'd become a famous martial artist, but is shown to be disappointed in him after he becomes a power ranger. You wanted to help people while our city is attacked by demons? How dare you? But he does have a change of art when he sees that he is using the skills he was taught to fight a monster, which was actually pretty cool, by the way. I love that fight. The
0: monster was stupid. You don't like the Cyclops monster? He threw a fucking car at a building. Bouncing off of that, there was a lot of building destruction in this that kind of shocked me watching. I didn't remember it either because I watched those ABC
1: family rips for the longest time and I think they cut shit out of certain scenes after 9-11. I'm sure. Because I remember a certain scene where Viper is attacking the city and she hits a building. I remember that cutting after she throws the flames. Chad would also be be adorable and nervous around girls until he meets psycho yellow i mean marina a mermaid girl. Also bond with his GBF, Kelsey. Who teaches him how to talk to girls. And she's not a lesbian. Get bent. Alrighty, we've talked about Chad. Let's move on to Joe Rawlings, the Green Lightspeed Ranger. Green Ranger, Rescue Ranger. Joe Rawlings was an aerial stunt performer known as the Sky Cowboy before joining Lightspeed Rescue. And is chosen for his aviation skills, which he used to pilot his Zort, Arrow Rescue 3, to perform aerial missions to defend Mariner Bay against Queen Bansheera's demons. Jolas constantly shows his narcissism, one instance, where during Cherkina's revenge, he drops 8x10s from his sword after he puts out a fire.
0: If you're gonna do that, print out some better 8x10s, because that was printed on a computer printer with a thin-ass paper, and it had thick white borders. I'm like, sis no cut off the borders and use some glossy papers this is 2000 i mean
2: printers weren't that good back then though let's be honest
0: they had glossy paper in 2000
2: yeah but your home printers weren't very good back then you can't go to kinko's how old were you two 10 thank you
0: austin i think was like four
2: literally infant
1: children just a baby but a bulk of Joel's focus comes from his relationship with miss fairweather
0: bulk all
2: joel's entire character all involves miss fairweather there is not a single second that is not him pursuing miss fairweather who should be doctor by the way
1: that's shit. We'll talk about that when we get to Miss Fairweather. Oh, yes, we will. So yeah, all of Joel's focus episodes are about hitting on Miss Fairweather. Even episodes that aren't about it, it's hitting on Miss Fairweather. The flirting ends up paying off in the end and the two I'm going on the date at the end. So I guess the feelings are reciprocal. And the two would end up getting married in the Time Force team. Up. I think that's the first ever canon married couple. I hate that for me. Why? Because they shouldn't have got together. Why? Because I don't
2: like that. Because he's kind of creepy about it. So I'm not a fan.
1: It's not like a Jake and Gia situation where she's straight up saying back off
2: yeah i don't know as someone who's a fab it just feels the cringe okay
1: so moving on to kelsey winslow the yellow lightspeed ranger yellow ranger
2: rescue ready I love and stand the lesbian.
1: We do. So Kelsey was a sports enthusiast before joining Lightspeed and I guess is chosen to the team because of her rock climbing skills. I think it's what her fearlessness is what they were going with. She's an adrenaline junkie. Yeah, I think that's what they went with for her. I can see that. She also has an hilarious rich granny who is such a stereotype at first. All she cares about is money.
0: I'd love to sit and
2: chat, but I must be off to the bank. Perhaps you can come back.
1: Next week.
0: We can't wait, Grandmother. We need your help now.
1: How much do you need? She was also integral to an episode plot where Viper was stealing these crystals called the Starlight Crystals. She had one and she lent it to Kelsey to use as bait. However, the Starlight Crystals will be stolen and she berates Kelsey for this until she has a change of heart and goes guns a-blazing with a forklift and hockey gear. So let's not tiptoe around this anymore. Kelsey's a lesbian. Besides being into sports, we also see her befriends a local astronaut named Nancy Cooper after she rescues her Pomeranian from being crushed by an 18-wheeler. Those two get super flirty.
0: I'm Nancy. This is Dorsey. Kelsey. Nice to meet you both. Gee, you must be crazy.
1: But I'm very glad you are. Crazy is my middle name. Uh, <laughs> well, I gotta go. Oh, Nice to meet
0: you, Nancy. See you later, Dorsey.
1: So let's move on to talking about Dana Mitchell, the pink Lightspeed Ranger. Pink Ridge, rescue ready. Dana Mitchell is the daughter of Captain Mitchell, head of Lightspeed Rescue, who personally brings four of the Lightspeed Rangers to the Aqua Base. It's also revealed she was secretly trained by Captain Mitchell to become the pink Lightspeed Ranger. Speaking of her daddy, she has daddy issues early on in an episode, A Matter of Trust, where she thinks her daddy is keeping her from a dangerous mission to pick up his fishing buddy when she was really doing a super secret mission where she didn't even know it herself that she was on a super secret mention where she was the one with the exploding mcguffin my favorite part of the episode though is when she's like call your friend a taxi dana
0: i have a different assignment for you all right what is it come on i asked an old friend of mine to stop by the problem is his eyesight's pretty bad that's why i want you to give him a ride Here's his address.
1: He's waiting for you. I appreciate it. Father, with all due
2: respect, call your friend a taxi.
1: What, to an Otterwater base? They have a gate in that little tube. She's also a trained nurse by trade, using those skills to assassinate people injured in monster attacks and desire to become a doctor, which she becomes in the Time Force team up a year later. I guess getting doctorates in the Power Rangers is super easy. Despite all these perfect qualities, Dana does show some vain qualities, like in the iconic episode, In the Limelight, where she's scattered by Coco Kashmir to become a Glitz girl. Dana Mitchell, darling. Oh, yes indeed, a little of
2: this, a little of that. Oh, I have outdone myself.
0: And who are you? I am Coco Cashmere. I take the little common people and shoot them into the stars. And you,
2: my lucky lady, are going to be my new glitz girl.
0: Me? A glitz girl? Yes. (laughs) I don't think so. I don't even like having my picture taken.
2: Oh, how precious. Shy. Just like I was. Eh. Don't worry, darling. When I'm done with you, the camera will be your best friend. Everyone will know your face, and there will be money. Lots of money. Fame and fortune, darling. It's what
0: makes the world
2: go
1: round! She becomes a popular fashionista in that episode and decides she doesn't want to do ranger training and misses monster fights due to all this. However, she decides to quit all this when her friends are shown to be in real danger. All right, so we talked about Dana Mitchell. Let's talk about her brother, Ryan Mitchell, the Titanium Ranger titanium power ryan mitchell is thought to be dead to dane anyways son of captain mitchell who was raised by diabolico after he was saved from falling to his death after a car crash from then on diabolico raised him to be evil twisting the night of the car crash to being captain mitchell letting ryan fall to his death as a motivator
0: honestly being raised by demons that's so
1: hot no wonder he dresses the way he does he kind of looks like an emo kid with that necklace and all that black
0: yeah Mm -hmm.
1: He would sneak into the Aquabase on his 20th birthday to steal the titanium morpher to use to defeat the Lightspeed Rangers in battle and gives them a good whooping until the V-Lancers are introduced. Ryan would eventually learn the real events of that night being that Captain Mitchell was essentially forced to make that deal with Diabolico. Conflicted, Ryan would attempt to leave town after thinking he's neither good or evil until he saves a family from an exploding feather. That was resolved super fast.
2: Same day. Goddamn, you didn't make us wait for that at all, did you, boy?
1: rushing to get that cobra tattoo on him speaking of that cobra tattoo he gets a cobra tattoo in an epic brady kruger's dream sequence for diabolico literally just marks it on him you'll pay for your insolence here is my permanent gift to you tattoo?
2: From now on every time you morph the cobra will move up your body closer and closer. No! Until it reaches your neck.
0: and destroys you.
1: Which is essentially a reason to keep Ryan out of fights.
0: I like this arc a lot. And I mean it's pretty much all that Ryan really gets to do. But I wish they actually had him as a six ranger for like three or four episodes or something, and then do this and have him sit out.
1: So give him some more time to be a ranger until you hinder his powers.
0: Yeah. He literally became a ranger next episode, tattoo. All right. That was nice. The
2: only problem is that there was no Sentai footage for him, so they probably couldn't
0: afford That was a choice that they made, and they should have committed to it. They're gonna take all this time to create this original suit that honestly perfectly matches the other design aesthetics, in my opinion. If you didn't
1: know that was an original suit, you wouldn't know.
0: I didn't for years, but they went through all that effort, original suit, you know, weapons, all that, for just few episodes.
1: He does eventually break the curse after having a shirtless fight with a repainted Snizzard, but he's not for the show much longer due to him leaving to find a way to defeat the demons. And he's gone till the finale! He was in the desert! Let me finish. So he's gone from Ranger Duty in episode 19, besides some cameos here and there where he's just walking through the desert and he's like, oh, there's Diabolica! Let me inform the Rangers Diabolica back. So hey, look, here's the Sorcerer of the Sand. I'm gonna ask him to put the demons back into the tomb. Oh, no, he's a pile of sand now. Oopsie Alrighty, does anyone have anything else to say about Ryan before we move on? He's hot. We ain't get enough of him Alrighty, so let's move on to the deity Captain Mitchell Welcome
0: to the Lightspeed Aquabase I don't know who you are, but this is illegal. This is kidnapping. I'm Captain William Mitchell None of you will be held against your will. You're free to go. See ya.
1: That is, after you hear me out. Please, have a seat. Captain Mitchell is the stern leader of the Aqua Base and mentor to the Lightspeed Rangers. Captain Mitchell is also the father of Dana and Ryan, the Pink and Titanium Rangers. So there's no nepotism there. Captain Mitchell was a firefighter before joining Lightspeed Rescue, who's later revealed to be the firefighter that motivates Carter to becoming a firefighter. Captain Mitchell will also be the victors of Jinxer's magic in Olympus Unbounded, where Jinxer, in a seamless human
0: disguise, it's the same effing mustache and glasses they are so sloppy. Slyther had better disguises than that. Hypnotize him into
1: using this amulet to revert the Aquabase's power into Olympus's
0: star power. You must obey!
1: i would also like to commend ron roger on his acting because it's so good the stuff where he confronts ryan about what happened on the night the car crash and the moment where captain mitchell sees the aqua base crumbling around him that was really good
0: remember when he was in american horror story hotel
1: oh right wasn't he in that flashback where he was helping construct the hotel
0: yeah he was a construction worker and evan peters was talking to him because he was like these blueprints don't make sense and then he got killed but that was cool i'm pretty sure he didn't have a mustache in that, so it was kind of weird.
1: The mustache isn't tied to his face often; he can cut it off.
0: It's like Billy Burke without a mustache. It's not welcoming.
1: But you know, the mustache in the beginning of the season was fake, right? Yes, because he told me and ruined my childhood. I'm sorry, but he did grow one eventually. Just that the mustache in the first couple episodes was fake. Alrighty, so is have anything to say about Captain Mitchell? Honestly, a
0: daddy. He could get it.
1: Moving on to Miss Fairweather. I want you to meet the genius behind everything. From your rescue morphers to your
2: newest weapons. Rangers, this is Miss Fairweather. Thank you, Captain. Welcome to Lightspeed. Diabolico will stop at nothing to destroy the city. It's my job to make sure that you stay one step ahead of him and his monsters.
1: Okay, so Miss Fairweather is the iconic science
0: lady of the season.
1: The first, actually, who was responsible for literally everything the Lightspeed Rangers use in the battle against the Queen Bashira.
0: I feel like there's a lot of original stuff in this season. Yes,
1: well, the bikes are original. That little, uh, whatchamacallit? Flying thing. That's original. The flying thing? The mobile armor vehicle, I think it's called. It's that thing that Carter used to travel back in time, and it's never mentioned how he traveled back in time.
2: he gotta get back in time.
1: His bike that turned into the Big Excellent. The Mega Battles. That's original. Those are ugly. You like the trans armor battleizer, but you don't like the Mega Battles?
0: Sis, as a kid watching this, a bike that turns into a power-up suit is cool a thing that just has a chainsaw on it with a giant jetpack on their back
2: it looks really terrible you don't like a motherfucking chainsaw i like a motherfucking chainsaw but i am also a woman of taste
1: okay then she's also pretty savage too like when joel tries to mansplain to her about the zord she made she literally screams at him
2: air rescue three sir it can help
1: joel you're on it
0: but i got another idea see what i can do is just obey the order Okay, okay, chill
1: out. Speaking of Joel, she becomes the item of Joel's affection this season, and it's pretty reciprocal. I wouldn't say it's fully reciprocal.
0: I feel she kind of teases
2: him. Think about it in this way What would she do if she turned him down and then he started playing a baby bitch?
0: It's her line of work. She can't turn him down because he's a co worker.
2: And also because they need them, they can't just replace them that easily.
1: I mean, they do date at the end of the season and then they get married in the Time Force Chain
0: which in context they got married a year all right i mean yeah, that's straight people for you no yeah. see if this was a gay couple that got married a year after i would totally understand that no if this was
2: lesbians they would have moved in with each other after the first date
0: exactly but straight people usually take like 20 years to get married
2: gay people ain't got time for that
0: they've been dating for like six minutes they've been together for like, six years you know maybe time just works different in Power Rangers universe how did
1: dana become a doctor in less than a year
2: for the same reason that tommy became a doctor in as little time as he- he did. I think Tommy slept his way to the top, to be honest.
1: I'm sure he probably flexed the fact that he was a Power Ranger to get by. No,
2: that. I'm pretty sure he uh sucked and fucked his way up to the top.
1: He Udsi his way to the top.
2: He didn't care who it was as long as he was gonna get his degree. <laughs>
1: Alright, so Miss Fair also has a brother named Clark who aids in the development of Chad and Joel's Mega Battles. However, yeah wouldn't know that due to her never mentioning that fact till the end of the episode
0: you really love him don't you
2: yeah you couldn't live without him
0: i'm really happy for you you deserve the best boyfriend in the world boyfriend Clark is my brother. That episode is so poorly written because the entire conflict revolves around Joel thinking that Clark is her boyfriend because she never introduces him as, hey, this is Clark, my brother. She just says, this is Clark, period. End of sentence. Is
2: was any of his business?
0: Well, I think it's a natural thing to say, hey, this is my brother, especially if you're bringing someone into your workplace.
2: I imagine Mitchell knows. Or I bet you a lot of them knew. They would know his name, especially if he had security pass.
0: I think it's a more natural thing for her to introduce him as her brother than not saying that at all. And maybe that was a way to go, Joel too because she's kind of gets flirty with him. That's creepy.
2: She also kind of roasts him a bit. I mean, I would do the same.
0: She's like, oh, you put the sunroof on the car. You're a genius. I'm like, what? She's like touching his arm, caressing. You touch your brother like that, sis? What is this? Flowers in the attic? Like what in the fosters kind of bullshit? I didn't need any of that. What in the
1: Game of Thrones? <laughs> We're just going to keep on naming incest. Plots. What in the nineties Sailor
0: Moon dub? Is that incesty? Sailor Neptune and Uranus were cousins.
1: <gasps> Only in the English dub because they didn't want to be all lesbians in the nineties. So they decided that them being touchy-feeling as cousins was better for kids. Only in America. Oh, and there's also this baddest moment in Rising from Ashes where she's driving the rescue <laughs> and she almost runs people over. It's fucking hilarious. Alrighty, so we got the heroes. Let's talk about the
0: villains. Ends. Okay, the best part of this season, don't at me. Up first, Queen Bansheera. Ah, queen Bansheera, have returned. She's named Queen for a reason.
1: She's the queen and the leader of the demons that ruled over Mariner Bay 5,000 years ago until her followers and BB were trapped in a tomb. Who's the daddy? Good question. What if Diabolico's the daddy? Oh, that would be awkward. That's hot. Well, she would later reveal herself as a spirit. Is she a spirit? Is she dead? So yeah, she pops in here and there, give orders, until she eventually returns to the skull cavern full time, thanks to a ceremony that brings her to Earth. But it's only halfway due to the ceremony being interrupted. Is she just like a floating mass with a tentacle for most of the season? It's a little creepy. Queen Bansheer is the mother of Impis, Leor like Olympius, But you wouldn't know that due to how she treats him. She literally just lets him rot in the Shadow World without a care in the world. What's this I hear about Olympias? The Queen! Diabolico, are
2: you responsible for exiling my son to the Shadow World? Yes, my queen, but <laughs> Olympius was a failure. Let him rot there forever. Now
0: the responsibility of rebuilding my palace rests with you! Thank you, my queen. Just don't fail me, or your fate will be far worse than my son's! She cares more about her palace than her own son. Well, she does have a care in the world. She just wants her palace back, bitch. Speaking of care, she doesn't give a
1: shit about her followers either. She straight up eats Vipra to get her bodily form. I
2: mean, was Viper really doing that much anyway?
0: No, she was not.
1: Do not come for Viper.
0: Okay?
2: I like Viper. I'm just
1: being honest.
0: I like Vipra. I'm just justifying Queen Bansheer's actions. She kills Loki in
1: an attempt to destroy the lightspeed rangers, no big loss there. Diabolica was turned into a puppet twice, and she just lets Olympias die a second time. Rip. So yeah, Bansheer is a cold hearted bitch and i respect her for that she gotta do what she gotta do you know she wants her palace material girl her final plan though includes reopening the shadow world to let fallen demons and some old monsters from mighty morphinolus galaxy because if you check that scene in the shadow world you can kind of see some monsters from seasons
0: in there every time they have a big group of monsters they reuse things it's fun though it's like oh hey look it's Oysterizer,
1: and oh look it's that monster it's fun i agree i'm fine with it when they do with monsters when they did that shit in the industry when they were using main villains i'm like no that's not how you do it so yeah she wants the demons and the monsters to run free but is thwarted when carter yeets her into the tomb however she uses her fabulous nails to drag him in with her but a vengeful spirit of diabolico blasts her to the depths of hell i mean channel world
0: i'm pretty sure i tweeted this because i was just looking through my tweets the other day but king Banshiras' nails reminds me of like my strange addiction with those girls that grow out their nails also fuck carter for throwing her in that tomb and fuck diabolico for pulling her in that is dirty speaking of diabolico let's
1: talk about him (laughs) what's that
2: i am diabolico
1: what do you want from us
2: I have come to destroy your precious
1: city and restore Queen Bansheera's magnificent palace. Diabolico is Queen Bansheera's highest ranking follower at the beginning of the series, and essentially leads her forces till she returns as a spirit. Diabolico would often stay on the sidelines of the beginning of the series and let his demon monsters do his dirty work, or Ryan, when he was on their side, until Queen Bansheera gives him one more chance to beat the Lightspeed Rangers. After his track of monsters is destroyed, Diabolico uses his power to grow giant to fight the Lightspeed Rangers himself, but is destroyed with a star power given to Impus, which turns him into an MP. Diabolico would be resurrected later on in the series via Lokai after they are duped by Olympius, and would often clash with Olympius her hierarchy. Which is kind of funny considering that Olympius is a
0: prince! Diabolico isn't royalty. His name's just Diabolico. His name's not King Diabolico.
1: He's a king to me. I feel like Viper, Loki, and Diabolico are kind of fooling themselves. Come on now.
0: Yeah, but I mean, those fight scenes are really cool.
1: Yeah, it makes for good fighting. Diabolico would gain the upper hand on Olympius when he traps him in the Shadow World and leads Bansheer's forces
0: until she gets her body back.
1: We then see a close bond between Loki and Diabolico for some reason in the episode he dies. Uh,
0: before I go, I want to give you this. For being my loyal friend throughout the Millenniums.
2: There! May it bring you luck! (laughs) Thank you, Lokai.
1: Be careful, old friend. Sentai footage. He's the motivator for Diabolico to be like, I'm not working for you anymore, Queen Bansheera. I quit! Until the next episode. He just gets brainwashed next episode. He's captured by Olympias. There's an epic fight Then he gets brainwashed. He gets destroyed. He grows. He's brainwashed. He's destroyed again. He does have the last left, however, when his vengeful spirit spawns to bring Queen Bansheera to the depths of the Shadow World. So yeah, Diabolico is the true hero of Lightspeed Rescue. Alrighty, so let's talk about Impus and Olympias. But even though they're checking. Leave the same characters.
0: I'm going to talk about them separately. They're separate vibes because Impus is like, oh, what a baby. And then Olympias is like, oh, baby. All right. So let's talk about Impus. Mama.
1: <laughs> Impus is just a baby son of Queen Banshiro
0: that is essentially there to be cute and make us go, oh, if they ever do an Olympius lightning collection figure, it better come with a little Impus. I swear to fucking God. It better.
1: That's like the perfect accessory. I know. He does accomplish some things as Impus, like creating the monster's fire ore and tri Impus is also a threat to Diabolico and losing his star power. Diabolico's worries would come into fruition after he's destroyed the first time, transferring his star power to Impus, transforming him into this cocoon-like state before turning him into Olympius. I am Olivius, son of Queen Bansheera. Bow down before me now, or you will feel my power. Alrighty, so Olympias is the hot adult version of Olympias that takes full effect of his star powers after hatching by capturing four of the Lightspeed Rangers and using their forms to sneak into the Aquabase. He would have nearly succeeded in this first mission, but he's thrown into some water, weakening him because demons are weak to water, hence why the Aquabase is underwater. So Olympius starts off trying to come into his power due to him being a young one. So Loci and Viper are able to boss him around for a bit until he's like, You fools! The planets are no longer aligned! You wasted
0: my mother's only chance of getting her body back!
1: It wasn't our fault. The rain- Silence!
0: You two alone are to blame! Enough! If you ever speak to us that way again, I'll teach you a lesson you'll never forget!
2: Do you understand?
0: I understand. I'm
1: through with you two! So he ends up leading the forces for a bit, and he's able to use his star power to darken the sky, which makes his demon monsters stronger in battle. Olympius would eventually get out of favor with his own mother, so he decides to etch out the competition by bearing Viper and an Lokai alive in sand. But this would end up biting him in the ass after they revived Diabolico, a.k.a. some real competition, so he had to take even drastic measures by trapping the Lightspeed Rangers in the Shadow World, which Diabolico traps them in after he swipes the Golden Key. Thankfully for him, Jinxer would free him and power himself even more, but this ends up getting sour and severely weakened. When his star power is assured, he would go into hiding and fake his own death for a time until he recovers. He would return to the skull Cavern after capturing Diabolico and uses him as a puppet to fight the Lightspeed Rangers one last time. This fails and he blows up, but his mama makes him grow into a giant dragon and he's destroyed for good by a black and gold exclusive. I mean, Life Force Mega Sword.
0: I don't know what I was doing when we were watching these last episodes because I feel like I hallucinated and didn't even see the life force megazord
1: i mean it wasn't there that long to be honest i mean to be fair the life force Sword is literally just a repaint of the maxill resort it's just a black and gold version it's just for some reason they decided to do a black and gold version that's apparently more powerful because they control it with their life force Alrighty, so let's move on to vibra well well if it isn't the
0: power rangers
1: I am Vibra. I'm glad we finally met, so I can destroy you! the human-looking lady villain of the season. It gets a lot of groundwork early on, most likely due to production not having the villain suits yet. Because literally all the villain their stuff in the beginning is 100% Sentai footage. The first 10 or so episodes, you never see any original footage of Jinxer or Diabolico or Lokai. Until around the time Ryan shows up, then they get a lot more original footage in the base. But yeah, Viper is a skilled warrior. She has a cool little doom buggy. She calls it Viprari. That's a little cut car. It's a repaint of Zane's little doom buggy in space. I mean, the rescue rover is just taken sign from in space too, so. She kind of takes the sidelines around the time Olympia shows up, until Ocean Blue, where she frees a mermaid from chains, how she got in chains, I don't know, and would use her to capture Chad. She would unceremoniously get the chop when Queen Venture essentially eats her for her life energy. We had a way to go. But hey, she comes back in the Time Force team room. With no explanation. The sad thing about this, though, is none of the other villains seem to care. She dies and nobody even mentions it. Then Diabolico mentions it. He mentions it under the scene breath is Loki, but the next scene we see of Diabolico and Loki is them being happy that the Queen's back. Gotta mention this, but Viper's delivery is kind of hilarious sometimes. She's camp. Of course, we gotta mention the iconic Surprise! But there's also an episode where she's running away from Carter and she runs into some people and she says, Get out! Alrighty, so anyone else, anything else to say about Viper?
0: Uh, she ate. And she got eaten.
1: Alright, moving on to Lokai.
0: All I ever wanted was to serve her faithfully. <laughs> I may not have been the smartest monster in her arsenal, but none was ever more loyal.
1: Not a lot to say about Lokai. He's the big dumb muscle of the season, essentially. I guess he's kind of Viper's sidekick later in the season, and he thinks he's in charge for a bit. The most story he gets is from the episode he dies, where he gives Diabolico a friendship necklace and attempts to gain Banshear's favor after she gets her body-yaddy-yaddy by destroying the Lightspeed Rangers, but is used as a sacrifice to kill them and ends up being killed himself. Yeah, that's it about Lokai. Okay, moving on to our last character, Jinxer.
0: Perhaps she can use a little help jinxer oh good idea an excellent choice (laughs) from the bowels of the evil light create a monster the rangers must fight
1: Jinxer is essentially the Finster of the season aka the Monster Maker. So he uses his magic to bring monster cards to life. He's also responsible for bringing them back to life and growing them after they've defeated by the Lightspeed Rangers. Jinxer is also the caretaker of Impis which also continues after he becomes Olympius. He assists Olympias many times in his mission to defeat the Lightspeed Rangers. He's also the only one that cared enough to free him from the Shadow World when his mother just leaves him there. He would become the last of Queen Bansheera's followers and would be responsible for putting a battling card on the leg of the life force megazord letting batlings sneak in and destroy the aqua base and would pile the omega megazord in order to set giant stones in place so the queen ventura could perform a ceremony to a place in the shadow world unfortunately for jinxer he would be destroyed by ryan and carter when they yeet the mobile armor vehicle into the omega megazord alrighty so let's talk about the foot soldiers of the season the batlings Batlings destroy them! The batlings are these bat-like creatures with red goggle eyes. They're bats? I mean that's kind of on the nose, but didn't you say you wanted them to be called the bat wings? I feel like
0: that makes more sense because they have little bat wings on their head.
1: So yeah, they're the foot soldier of the season. They're essentially useless for the most part until the finale where they pretty much destroy the aqua base. <sighs> they're foot soldiers, of course they're useless. Alrighty, so that's it for characters. Let's list our favorites. So I will list my three. So I put Miss Fairweather.
2: How am I not surprised?
1: Sassy female scientist that doesn't shake shit from anyone. I also chose Olympias because he's a hot gay demon with money issues. And I also put Ryan, even though I kind of wish he had more story. He's hot as hell and the show uses that to their advantage by taking off his shirt every five minutes. And he's also silver. So what's not to like?
0: To snowball off of that though, the fact that he's in the sixth of the season and has the most growth. Alright. Also, to go off of Miss Fairweather being on your list i feel like any female character with glasses is just immediately at the top of your list but also she does that dramatic take off your glasses shot so we see that is
1: my favorite trope in power rangers if you wear glasses you're gonna take them off in a dramatic scene slowly well that's
0: my favorite trope in anything period they do that in rocky horror ungrateful
1: i also put coco cashmere as a honorable mention because gay icon
0: austin what are your three choices well my number one Avi prince Olympias my demon baby daddy second one i did carter i feel like he's a really good red ranger he does a good job of balancing like that stoic trope of like, actually feeling like a human being
1: if power Rangers had a captain america carter would be captain america
0: that is so powerful captain carter Ha! and then my third one is captain mitchell because i feel like he's probably the most involved mentor in any season he's the first mentor that isn't in a fucking tube he's so involved especially as a mentor most mentors are very generic just say generic motivational stuff captain mitchell will tell you you are a fuck up to your face and tell you to do better but he also had growth on his own like he actually has arcs he has storylines it's so good
1: well and
2: also remember the finale after everything was fucking going down and they were destroying c-lab he froze up a bit that was really good dr fairweather had get everybody out because he was just like all this that i've spent decades of my life building
1: (laughs) all right amber who are your three favorite characters.
2: Like I've mentioned before, this is where as a youngster, I had noped out of the whole Farrakhan series and didn't come back until years later. It's mainly because I thought everybody was boring. Now back on this rewatch, I'm not 100% wrong, but my opinions have shifted a bit. So I don't really hate anybody. But in terms of favorites, Chad really came out from nowhere. I was out here getting a little misty for our boy with the second mermaid episode because I wanted them to be together. And honestly, that kind of shows how a good character episode can make me feel about. Somebody who only maybe had four focus episodes.
1: I liked when they focused on Chad's martial arts more than they did with the aquatic stuff because my Chad is that kind of character in real life.
2: It was good that he had a master who was like, actually, I don't like what you've been doing with your life. And I was like, well, how do you not want him to save people? But okay, go off, I guess.
1: He probably thought he just used the pew pew and the weapon, but then he saw that he was using those to fight monsters, and he was like, oh, good, my legacy is continuing through this ranger stuff.
2: That was really amazing. I love that. So Chad really came out of absolute absolutely nowhere to be one of my faves and of course i gotta give a shout out to all our favorite little lesbian i don't know she just kind of a joy to watch anytime she got some focus she was just super fun to watch i love that they really were settled on the fact that she was gonna wear this fucking walkman everywhere because in the last episodes when they're diving underwater she didn't have it on but the moment they are in the submarine that bitch has that fucking walkman back on i'm just like you didn't have it on just a few minutes ago when you were in the fucking room but i loved her she was just really bright and bubbly and i enjoyed it there's very very rarely a yellow ranger that I don't like.
0: I feel like yellow rangers are very solid. That's gonna be a hard list to do when we do that ranking. That is
2: gonna be a very hard list to do. Wait
0: I'm actually sitting here being like hmm. Yeah I'd be hard pressed to find one I don't like. I would say probably more Neil Saban Disney yellows are kind of meh. Like Lily sis. Lily
2: was kind of boring. I am ambivalent about summer.
0: Gia mm, flop. Save
1: for the ranking.
2: Anyway I feel bad because I usually like my list of favorites to kind of be a little bit more mixed but they ended up just all being kind of rangers because I like Ryan. You know I a slut for a good family story in Power Rangers and we don't get them enough. As rushed as it was.
0: They introduced him so early on in the season just to buy, buy episode 20. I
1: think he's introduced in like episode 10. I
2: feel like Ryan could have been there longer but what he was there for that whole story with him and Dana and Captain Mitchell was so good.
1: Alright on to least favorites. So mine is Lokai because he's a big dumb muscle. That's about it. Didn't really get any focus. I put Heather if you don't know who Heather is. She's a dumb kid from Chakrina's revenge who takes away all the focus from the galaxy rangers in their own team up but I thought that was a really good harder thing though
0: she's an honorary ranger
1: junior ranger my ass
0: you know what would be so funny actually is if a ranger in a future season is named Heather and it's her
1: that would be so dope though you know I would have been fine with Heather as a character if they didn't do this plot in the galaxy ranger team up because team ups are usually the place where we see the form ranger team all together one last time and for some reason trakina's revenge takes up focus from the alex rangers who are introduced in a weird way we first see leo and then kai and maya and they're the only rangers in the first part and then at the very end of part two we get kendricks and damon and they're literally there unwarranted for like 30 seconds and then speaking of trakina i mean miller was so fucking pissed off that the fucking girl got more screen time than she did she didn't even bother showing up so we got a recast
0: wait that's why she didn't show up yes that's the reason.
1: And then the actress they get sounds nothing like Tricky. The whole universe will tremble
2: when it sees me green again. <laughs>
0: i thought it was fine the way they approached it putting the mask on her face and having that effect on her voice because she was fused with devia that was fine i mean we'll go more into it because guess what we're watching later
1: in the year for commentary all right and lastly i put clark because he was flirting with his sister all right Austin, what are your least liked characters
0: i had a really hard time choosing least liked because i feel like favorites were pretty easy for me but everyone else i'm just like i like all y'all i literally put two characters of the day for my These favorite characters. That's kind of what I did too. So I did King Neptune. He looked crusty. I need Daddy King Neptune, like fucking Little Mermaid. Try Skull because who the F are you?
1: And why would you give yourself a human form that looks super nerdy? He chose a
0: nerd, this fucking little dweeb looker, and put an office security tag on. And I'm like, that little dweeb is not an office security. Who is he going to take out? He couldn't even capture a little girl in an elevator. You're a demon. Bigger ball. The last
1: one I did was Joel. Cuz. I'll let Amber go with that. <laughs> All right, Amber. What do you release really like characters?
2: really only have one on this list because everybody else was like, meh. And that's Joel. And it's not hatred because I don't really hate anything about this season. There's nothing that I hate. And Joel, I don't like. He's not like, for example, Mike or Jake. I fucking hate those guys. Everybody at least gets a couple of really good character moments. You get Kelsey with her astronaut girlfriend and her grandmother. You get Dana with glitz rope, and then the stuff with her family. Chad gets the mermaid and the martial arts. Even Carter gets a couple months. Heather and then not really being good at stuff there for a second even though we thought he was gonna be. And then Ryan you know the family stuff and then the whole diabolical stuff. Joel only has his infatuation with Miss Fairweather. Even the episode with him and his little cousin that just circled back to Fairweather. It just kind of sucked because I wanted to like him but all you do is hit on her.
1: Alrighty so on to episodes. Let's talk about favorites first. My first one of course is in the limelight it's probably one of my favorite episodes ever if you watched this show and know me you know how much i love in the limelight it's just so fun and gay and there's fashion and over the topness and coco cashmere props to ruta lee the actress that plays coco cashmere for giving us the best character that empowers his history it's also judlin's favorite episode so that's gotta mean something Alright, righty what's your number one pick for favorite episodes
0: i also did in the limelight pretty much for the same
1: reasons amber what is your number one pick
2: limelight is one of of my favorites so we'll just put it here so that way we can just not talk about it in three different areas it's fun and campy
0: stop stop everything stop stop, stop. what is that thingamajig it's my morpher morpher oh remove it <claps> but I, darling until it's made of gold and diamonds it simply will not do
2: we're queers. This would never not be on
1: our list. Alrighty, on to my number two choice, Olympias Ascends, a.k.a. the intro to Prince Olympias. I love how strong and tactical he is. Very Among Us before Among Us, since he uses star power to disguise himself as the other Lightspeed Rangers. Mad sus. I kind of love the acting from all them, too, because it's super obvious.
0: Hey! Why can't I get in? Uh, you know, you need to
2: use your pass key.
1: Oh,
0: I knew that. Oh my God. Olympia says Kelsey looked like she hadn't slept in a fucking year. All right, awesome. What is your number two pick? My number two pick is Web War with the Slay Battleizer. That is a cool episode. The creepiness factor of it's it all. It's very creepy. It's like a horror movie. And I like the Battleizer. Fight me. That's your opinion. Amber, what is your number two pick?
2: My number two is Neptune's Daughter.
1: The second Mermaid episode.
2: Because Chad and I love Chad and the Merms.
1: This is the Mermaid episode that really goes little mermaid we have a father with a trident who's disapproving of his daughter dealing with human shit and then she eventually goes to the land with legs
0: what i love about neptune's daughter is that they did a vhs release for the two mermaid episodes but there's this random third episode smushed in between them. isn't it the fifth crystal yeah is that all you have to say about neptune's daughter yeah
2: it was just cute because it's part of the reasons why we like chad it was just really sweet it was kind of sad because you really liked her at Oh, Chad!
1: Alrighty, so my number three pick is the Chosen Path, which is the episode about Chad and his former teacher, Mr. Tamashiro. I really like this episode. Love the story. Love Chad, and I really liked the fight scene with the monster.
0: I mean, I like that episode. It's fine. My issue with it, I think, is okay. You're gonna train a demon out of fucking fight.
1: Yeah, that was stupid.
0: I will admit that. It's a demon. All right, awesome. What is your number three pick? My number three pick is <laughs> Chuck. Kina's revenge <laughs> really? Well, I feel like I have a nostalgia attachment to it. Did you have the McDonald's VHS? Yes. But also, it's a team up. I like team ups. I like Lost Galaxy. It was cool to see them again. Trickina, Slay, Girl Boss, Girl Boss, Dragon, Monster. We have a Republican gaslighting a child. So it's it's a big sleigh for sure.
1: Amber, what is your number three pick?
2: My number three pick is Riding the Edge because
1: lesbians. All righty. So let's move on to our least liked episodes. My number no- Number one is Yesterday Again. It's kind of boring and repetitive. I mean to sleep. How is he in a fucking loop? It's not even in a loop, it's once! Yeah,
2: that's kind of where I was like, that's a little bit lazy.
1: He just relives the day once, and he makes it better because the first time everything was kind of fucked up. And we never get a reason why he was reliving the day.
0: That was my number two pick.
1: What is your number one, though?
0: My number one is the Mighty Mega Battles, yes, because of Miss Thing and Clark. I will say, one thing I like about that episode is the Instamorph, where they throw out their symbol and jump through it. I love that.
1: The weird thing about that is all the Rangers don't get it. it's just those two in that episode and then kelsey gets one in the great egg caper the
0: way i think everyone should get a freaking full screen morph once everyone should get an instant morph. all right amber what is your
1: number one pick
2: my number one pick was omega project
0: for what reason it's
2: just joel being stupid and boring and a waste of my time because he could have done something with the nephew and they didn't
0: it wasn't even a nephew it was just some random kid
2: well a cousin whatever
0: nephew cousin brother we don't know
2: basically they brought his cousin in and it was really just another chance for him to flirt with Miss Fairweather and not even successfully.
1: Alright, so my number two pick
0: is The Last Ranger. It's a clip show, that's about it. A clip show with clips that were not even in the season.
1: That's the weird thing though, I'm like, where are these clips coming from? Because there's a scene where Kelsey and Chad are roller skating and he falls and that's not in an episode and then there's a scene where Dana and Carter are at some baseball game. I
0: mean cool, they went out of their way to film stuff for a quote unquote clip show. If I have to say something, i I said there's some
1: cool fight stuff with the monster. Alright Austin's number two was uh yesterday again so what is your number two Amber?
0: Sorcerer of the Sands. Oh that's my number
2: three. I fucking hate that sorcerer. What the fuck was that even supposed to be about?
0: It's like 10 episodes we're waiting to see Ryan again and then this is the episode we get. This is what we get. You don't know, want the shadow world? That stuff is fine. I like all the villain stuff in this season to be honest but the sorcerer stuff was stupid.
1: You don't know, want the glitter pig? You don't know, like the blah 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 blah
0: no i liked when he turned to dust
1: he was turned to sand because he's the sorcerer Get it. Alright, so on to my number three, which is Ocean Blue, aka the first mermaid episode, which was kind of boring. It's just mermaid romance stuff.
2: Well, at least Chad got to be a love interest, okay?
1: This whole episode is a hundred percent original footage, and this is what you use it for. Alright, Amber, what is your number three pick? My number three was about. So that's the end of our episode discussion. Let's talk about the pros of this season. The first is the Tiny Ranger and Curse of the Cobra arc. gotta give props to the production team for actually. Giving us an original Six Ranger for the season due to Goku 5 not having one, even if they did drop him off the canvas for half the season. But the arc he has is pretty good. Every episode bleeds into the other one really good, that you kind of forget which episode is which.
2: I would say Ryan is the king of bangers. The worst episode Ryan was in was Sorcerer of the Sands, and that's only because he didn't do much.
1: His entire arc, from Deep in the Shadows to The Cobra Strike, that honestly just feels like one big movie, to be honest. You can edit that into a movie. They did. Um, there you go. The VHS tape. The VHS tape, like the Psycho Rangers. Alrighty, so let's talk about the dark aspects and realism. I'm not saying the season is dark. I'm just giving it props for tackling dark and realistic themes. Go Volcanic has a guy hijack a bus with a fucking gun. There's this scene that made us laugh for days when the bus driver says, You're not driving my bus. You belong in jail. He had a gun. <laughs> <laughs>
2: (laughs) I was like, are they going to let this guy off, though? That was my thought process the whole time.
0: I was scared they were going to.
1: There's also a lot of moments where people are injured or in hospitals.
0: Lightspeed Rescue does a lot of rescuing. Well, I'm glad that they live up to the title of the season.
2: In the limelight, when she picks up the kid and just starts running around, I'm like, that's not how a medic would transport a patient. So that was a little unrealistic, but I understand what they're trying to do in the episode because they wanted to have that dramatic scene of her carrying the shell. But he's flopping around because I feel like
0: he's kind of heavy for her. Sis, it's supposed to be a light speed rescue. She's gotta go fast.
1: Speaking of flopping, I'm thinking of that episode of Face From the Past with that stupid kid that fucking went back into a fire to get her stupid teddy bear. Oh my fucking god. What a dumb little kid. Wasn't it worth it, sis? I just remember that scene of Carter just jumping off the building and he's like jumps and he runs and that's obviously a fucking doll. There's a lot of people injured and in, or in the hospital. There's a lot of scenes where buildings are blown up or on fire. Literally every time the row is or something you see buildings on fire and i'm like jesus christ the insurance must be crazy in Mariner bay a monster throws a fucking car at a building and they both blow up all right next this season is self-contained for those unaware lightspeed rescue is the first self-contained season of power rangers since lost galaxy had alpha the mega ship corona etc so lightspeed is technically the first standalone season and it pretty much had to prove power rangers could be self-contained and it succeeded considering that we still two parents to this day so yeah props to you mama lastly there's no secret identities and Lightspeed rescue is also the first season to not worry about secret identities since ordan is dead which was refreshing to be honest yeah
2: because that was a little bit different
1: all righty on to the cons lack of ryan in the second half we went on about this ryan just drops off the canvas because there is no sentai footage for him to be in
2: he could have at least been in the fucking base could have made up some reason why he couldn't use the power
0: yeah exactly i would rather have had him in the base and not being able to use the powers
1: we are shown that the powers are too powerful for carter to use so maybe they could have done something like that he was raised as a demon you could have said the cobra tattoo or something it corrupted it and you can't use it as much anymore only in special situations
2: or they could have made footage of him just piloting the other fucking zord they use my little scrappy boy if you're gonna rob me of his personality being a scrappy little boy at least have ryan pilot him once in a while
1: all right next up is forgetting water weakness like i mentioned before the demons are weak to water which the show kind of forgets a few times specifically in the great egg caper where the plot of the episode revolves around the villains having to submerge a demon egg in water to power it and we also see batlings swimming in this episode and lastly the no such thing as monsters lady it was on the 13th floor
0: a monster came out and grabbed my mommy Now you know, dear, there's no such thing as monsters. She's just a gaslighter.
1: You really wrote a fucking character that tells a girl there's no such thing as monsters in a town that's overrun by demons. She was
0: just a gaslighter. She is me, and Heather is you. Gaslighting Ray is one of my favorite pastimes, so.
1: Alrighty, so let's talk about the theme song. It fucking slaps.
0: Oops. fucking banger literally top two maybe that's
2: part of this whole show honestly i mean we have might have to do an episode where we just kind of talk about theme songs
1: maybe you can do a off the grid, where we talk about theme songs. Alrighty, so let's go on to overall thoughts. This season had a real good mix of adventurous filler and story driven arcs. There are also some really good experimental filler too. Like there's martial arts focus with Up to the Challenge and The Chosen Path. There's these disaster movie plots with Go Volcano and the Omega Project. There's an Among Us plot with the sense Sins. There's a jewel heist plot with the Fifth Crystal. There's a Grand Hog Zay plot with Yester Again. There's a mermaid love story with Ocean Blue, the Neptune's daughter, and there's a creepy creature plot with what war.
2: They really did some really good fillers because a lot of those fillers are some of my more liked episodes.
1: Alright so let's talk about Lightspeed Rescues appearance in other seasons. First up is the Time Force team up. Time for Lightspeed. The Lightspeed Rangers would come into the aid of the Time Force Rangers when Viper's ghost rises from the dead even though she was eaten by Queen Manchura
0: Absorbed.
1: With five demon warriors to resurrect a super demon. We would also see what the Lightspeed Rangers have been doing since the end of Lightspeed. So Carter, I guess, is reliving his glory days by driving around in the rescue rover. Chad's a lifeguard and has a mullet.
0: He had a mullet in
1: Time Force? Yeah. Joel is married to Miss Fairweather now and was about to go on his honeymoon before he got a call from Carter. Kelsey is competing in roller skating tournaments.
2: Hopefully she has an
1: apartment with Nancy. Dana is somehow a
0: doctor in less than a year.
1: That's bizarro land. Ryan just shows up with Eric.
0: This is the issue of this being one episode and not a two. Two-parter. It's a team-up. Uh, fucking Turkina's revenge was two-part. Why is it one episode? There is a
1: fucking clip show in this season. The episode is literally just Carter showing up, and then he calls everyone, and they come, and they fight, and then the end. Apparently, Ryan was supposed to be revealed to have runs an aqua base of his own in, in unused script material. Wild Force is forever red. Carter would join nine other rangers in fighting the remnants of the Machine Empire and preventing them from using Serpentera to destroy Earth. A legendary Battle. They also show up. From Super Mega Force, Carter and Dana would first assist of rescuing civilians from fallen debris during Emperor Mavro's assault on Howard County. They would also show up helmetless during the legendary battle.
0: Yeah, they're helmetless during legendary battle in front of that visorless titanium ranger.
1: They edited Tommy's silver stripe off of his helmet, but they couldn't fix this helmet in editing. They
2: couldn't put a CGI black shiny thing on the front.
1: This is legit more offensive than that stupid silver stripe, honestly.
2: That's a hate crime compared to that silver stripe.
1: Oh, I remember this. They called Red Fisher to be in the episode and he said yes. And then they're like,
0: uh, no, we're good. They were so messy.
1: That's why we have Titanium Ranger Day. All right. Lastly, let's talk about how it compares to other seasons. It's easily top tier for me. Probably just right out of my top five. Maybe like six or seven.
2: Not for me, but I definitely think it outshines at least half of the Saban seasons and over half of them overall. Because I could definitely name at least seven other seasons that I dislike like a lot more. So I think this was kind of just in the middle, but not a bad middle.
1: Uh,
0: Austin, where does this rank among your favorite seasons? It's very high regardless of nostalgia, because this was like one of the first seasons I remember watching as a kid. I think it still holds up. I very much enjoy it. I love all the Rangers and the villains are some of the best in the entire franchise. This
1: is a season that is underrated. In my opinion,
0: this season is very underrated. It is very overlooked and I don't really see anyone talking about it on Twitter besides Deadpool Ranger.
1: It's also a season I feel is more underrated than Jungle Fury. That shit is overrated now.
0: Overrated the house.
2: My biggest dislike are actually kind of minor in the grand scheme of things.
0: Yeah, Lightspeed is pretty inoffensive.
2: It's inoffensive. This is just a nice cozy season.
0: It's dates pretty well. Especially coming from the
1: 2000s. <laughs> Nothing problematic. I feel like the fashion is okay too.
2: I think the only thing I would change is probably give the guys tighter pants because they're all wearing cargo
0: baggy pants.
1: Ryan's outfit felt a little dated. That necklace. He was wearing, and the hair too.
0: Highlights are still in, also. So
2: those are back in fashion because the Y two K aesthetic is back.
1: Alrighty, so that is the end of our Lightspeed Rescue retrospective. So, what did you think of Lightspeed Rescue? Did you like it as much as we did? Tweet us at the Grip PR and tell us your thoughts on Lightspeed Rescue. Join us next week for a brand new episode of the Grip. But until then, everybody say bye, bye,
0: bye, bye, bye. This has been a Morphin Legacy production, bitches!
2: Does anybody here know how to drive a bus?
1: I used to be a bus driver. You're not driving my bus. You belong in jail.
0: He had a gun. What?
2: You gotta be kidding me.